You know, you've, we've been trying to start these shows with, like, a trendy cold open the last couple weeks, but, like, I don't even know what to say about what we just witnessed. That was... It was something. It was a, it was an event. It, that was a WWE show, I think. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know at this point. It is 12.14 a.m. on Monday, January 28th, here Everyone, in the wonderful northeastern Pennsylvania. Everyone's saying give the new era a chance, but I, is that the new era? Is that... <laughs> I don't even know what to say. And this we, the Royal Rumble just ended about what fifteen minutes ago. Yeah, which is crazy considering it started at seven. Five, five. If you want to count the pre-show, yeah. And it was one crazy fucking night. The maybe the most bizarre night I remember watching wrestling. <laughs> this is. It felt like WCW two thousand, not like just like like the Berserker could have came out and I would have been completely unsurprised. 1994, Jeff Jarrett walked out in 2019. I don't... J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. Yeah, man, we're going to get into all that, give our full review and our thoughts on what we saw uh, Saturday night at TakeOver as well as Sunday at the Royal Rumble. Uh, And then we're obviously going to discuss the bet and uh, the implications from it. And yeah, man, all that's coming up. (laughs) right after this Jesus man so yeah not to get lost in all the weirdness that was the oh really what we're about to discuss isn't weird (laughs) it's not weird you you lost fair and square there oh motherfucker so uh let me let me tally the points to make it make it official I know I know you lost by two because we only had one different pick let me let me count them real quick alright results both got that one wrong. Both got two there. So 2-2, two, 4-2, two, four, two, six, four, uh, eight, six. six, and that's TakeOver. So let me get to the Royal Rumble. Uh, that match we didn't pick because it wasn't announced. Both got that one wrong. So still 8-6. So 9 10-8, 11-9, 12-10. 1311 1412 1513 and with a final score of 16 to 14 I have won the bet we both missed on both of our bonuses which yeah. I'm very shocked I missed that the men's bonus the women's bonus I could I could understand missing but wait Oh, shit. I was going to say, because Nia had an elimination in the men's rumbles. So I was like, can I combine them? But it still wouldn't equal Charlotte's five, so. And no. The answer is no. You can't. <laughs> Why? You weren't expecting her to show up. And, well, technically, she eliminated our truth too. Because he never. So I should. It doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah, man, you're dressing as Kane Mania weekend. How are you feeling? Uh, you know what? I've done some weirder things in my life. It's a good attitude to have. I just. I think it's going to be amazing that in less than seven months they'll dress, have dressed as both brothers of destruction. Yeah, it's just a destiny. It's destiny. Um, I'm made of my word. I said I'd pay for half of the costume, so we'll have to organize that sometime soon. Um, but like I said, the wig doesn't come with the costumes. That's your call. If you want to look like a fool and not have the wig, I think that'd be even funnier. I'll so, decide. Oh yeah, that's, that's your decision. I, if I lost, I had the natural locks to pull it off. So Yeah, you do. Now I could. You have the AJ Styles here. Now I could potentially get it cut off because I'm leaning towards it. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, what's your immediate gut reaction to losing this bet that we had planned since October? I knew I was going to lose, so it's 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 okay. 
I knew I was loose Saturday, so I kind of settled in. And I'm not. I don't exactly hate it. I just can't believe I have to fucking do it. See, I would have hated it. Like I would have been so mad. I've done weirder things. I just like. I've danced with the devil in the pale moonlight. Honestly, it won't even be that weird. Well, it might be that weird if we do it like a Friday afternoon at twelve noon, because that's like. It's New York, man. It's, yeah, but like if we did it, around... we walk around saying, "Give me my, give me, give my music, baby," before I smack the shit out of you. That is true. Um, I'm gonna find that guy dressed as Kane. Oh, dude, we should totally do that. If, yeah, like my, dad will, my dad will be there, but anyway. Oh, he'll be there. He's waiting for me. Um, I'm waiting for him. But like, if we were doing a wrestling event, it wouldn't be too bad because like everyone will be dressed up as shit. So I'm trying to do it like when people are commuting to Wall Street and just like you're there dressed as Kane. Oh God. But we don't even have the exact punishment yet. That's up to you people. Uh, and got to say, some of you people are fucking sick. Sick in the head. I do love the charity car wash, but I don't know how we pull that off in New York City. What we do you do? Stop cars in the middle of, like, 34th Street and be like... I would end up on some list if I ended up if I had to do a charity car wash as Kane. I like the I like the Bullet Club Block Party idea where you have to go to the Bullet no, Club Block Party. No, I can't. It, and you have to, like, try to get all the Bullet Club members to two-sweet you and, like, threaten to chokeslam them and shit. That'd be funny. Tom, but... I, I He's can't, a good guy now. I don't care. <laughs> Jay White will stab me. I mean, that's true. And Tomatonga will probably make fun of me. And he looks like he'll make fun of somebody really hard. Yeah, he's probably good. You um, know Rocky Romero's going to be there busting balls, too. He's not in the Bullet Club, but he might be there. Okay. I mean, no, I wrote, the whole crew will be in town, so you don't know who will show up, I guess. But uh, Ricardo will be there. Ricardo should have been pretty dope. Yeah, I have to face him dressed as the fucking big red mayor. Hey, man. Uh, so, but yeah, we we still don't have a, an exact plan on what we're going to do. Uh, but we, it's, it's not, not happening, so. Yeah, it's going to happen. I'm going to make sure it happens because, uh. I'm not bitching out. I ain't wussy. And then we will have our next punishment challenge for the Mania predictions, which, without giving too much away, involved a certain live review of a certain book. Oh, yes. So, maybe that'll be your day. Maybe that'll be, I kind of want to do that one, though. <laughs> Why? I don't. I don't want to do that one at all. I mean, I wanna, I'd want. i rather do that one than do this one. Yeah. Because, like, this one I could, like, I could sit in my room and just broadcast it live on Twitter. There's a lot less embarrassment that way. No, okay. Well. You got to face, you got to face the streets in New York. But, uh, so, yeah, you want to get into the takeover? We can get into the takeover. Um, also a weird show. Not as weird. No, not even not in the same league of weirdness. Um, I enjoyed the show. I I know I know some people are down on it. I um, mean, I think it was a very good show, but I think it was it on was, a lower level than yeah, the past say, takeover. It was the worst takeover in a long time. But that being said, like that's like saying uh, like my sixteen carat diamond ring is shittier than my twenty four carat diamond I mean, ring. Like yeah, they're both it's, still diamond they're rings. They're both unbelievable. Yeah, like and. Carrot measures gold, pal. But uh, no, it measures diamonds. Uh, something else. Are you sure? I think so. No, I'm. Gonna, I know carrot measures measures gold, but but so I'm pretty yes. sure it measures diamonds too. The first match on the show. Well, now you gotta look this up because you're bugging me. I'll bug you. The first match on the show. The War Raiders and the Undisputed Era. Dude, carrots measure diamonds. What are you talking? The Undisputed about? Era are the princes of the opener. Yeah, I know we gave that crown to. How much is a let's see how much a zero point two five carat diamond is worth? Uh about four hundred and forty bucks. That's not bad. You can find that around. But uh 
the War Raiders with the entrance of a fucking lifetime. Yeah, Triple H. Triple H had the quote of the millennium when uh, in his post uh, his post takeover media call, they asked him like what went into the War Raiders entrance, and his exact quote was. If you have access to the Vikings, use the Vikings. They were probably all our fucking Rose friends. They were. They're like all their. Uh, I don't. His clan. I don't, wanna, I don't know. Village. I don't want to say cosplayers because I don't know. I don't think that's the proper term because they no, do like. No, it's not. Like, they just live they it. Live, they live that they fucking live shit. The Viking lifestyles like LARPers. I don't know. I think what Edge was in there. Pillagers. Pill- well, there's like an actual term. Like I watched the Viking wedding video and they said it in there, but I forget the term. But yeah. Edge was in there. Sarah Logan was also part of the entrance, which was a cool deal that. Sarah Logan's fucking awesome. Sarah Logan's, she yeah, she's. Her and Rose seem seem fucking awesome together. They seem like great people. Anyone that's trained by Takamichinoku is awesome. Yeah, that's 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 out of left field. Takamichinoku could have showed up in this rumble, and it would not have been as real. Real shit, real shit. Him and Dick to go. Dick to go, yeah. Tenru. Um, Tenru. That's. <laughs> I mean, he's. I mean, the only thing he has in common with those two is they're all Japanese. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what was weirder, the 2019 Royal Rumble or the 1994 Royal Rumble? Oh my God, this one. Okay. This this one it was. This one top to bottom was just a weird show. It was. Um. But the War Raiders are fucking awesome. Yeah, man. Hanson Hanson is like, <laughs> Hanson moves like he's fucking Akira Tozawa, and he has the body of fucking Killian Dane. Killian Dane, yeah. He is I mean, Killian Dane. Dane. Killian Dane moves quite well himself too, but I don't think I've never seen Killian Dane do a cartwheel. I was watching with some non-wrestling people, and they loved Hanson's cartwheels. Yeah, Hanson. Hanson like he flies too. And I love how like a lot of their offense involves Roe throwing Hanson into the other guys. Like, Dude, we need them versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Well, we'll get into that later on, but the Bludgeon Brothers aren't aren't a thing anymore. Apparently, <laughs> they might be, and I hope they change their name to something very peaceful. But. uh... No, this match was excellent. Yeah, it was a great match. It went 16 minutes and 57 seconds. Um, we both picked Undisputed Era to retain because we thought that uh, the War Raiders would get their moment at WrestleMania weekend, but they pulled the trigger. <coughs> they must be very high on them. They pulled the trigger now. Um, we get an Undisputed Era tomorrow night on Raw? No. Last night on Raw? Whatever you want to call it? They're not They're not coming up till after Mania. I think you're right. But it was a weird time for them to drop the belts. Because Adam Cole is still in a, in a storyline, as we'll get into a little later. I don't know if it's really a storyline, but... It's like a mini deal. Um, so up next, Matt Riddle defeated Cassius Ono by technically it was submission, even though he just elbowed the shit out of him until he tapped out. But uh, this match went 9 minutes and 20 seconds, uh, the shortest match on the show. And as this is the match everyone seems to be down on. I've heard a lot of... See, I wasn't down on it at all. I think it did exactly what it needed to do. Yeah, I mean, it was the worst match in the show, but like, it was the easiest match to, to to pick it was Cassius Ono was in the Dolph Ziggler role where he's there to he's like the gatekeeper like if you want to move on in NXT you gotta get past uh, Cassius Ono Velveteen had to do he's it he's the first level boss Keith Lee had to do it um yeah and there were some moments in this match that were that were fun uh Cassius Ono literally kicked Matt Riddle in the mouth. There's like no other way to describe. Yeah, it. Yeah, he was in in his mouth. In his mouth, like not yeah. in the mouth. In, in the, the mouth. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he also sucked, sucked his, toes. his toes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I was excited. It was very sensual. You're a freak. I was kidding. I don't know about all that. 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody, in, Helen Keller knew Riddle was getting the win in this match. Oh, yeah. So I think they said Matt Riddle's like 0-4 takeovers, which sounds about right. He's been there that long? Yeah, he's been there since 2017. No. You said Matt Riddle's 0-4 takeovers. No, I, I meant Cassius Owner. Yeah, how, would Matt, how would Matt Riddle be 0-4 takeovers when he won? No, that's what I said. I corrected you. No, you said he was there that long? You didn't say, well, he didn't, he didn't lose. I'm sorry. It's ass. been a long night, and I forgive you. But you this forgive ma- me for what? I don't know. This, this match was excellent. I wouldn't say excellent. I just it was, I it thought it did match. what it needed to do. I'm going to bury the next match, though. So. I don't know why. The next match is the best match on the show. I agree. <laughs> well, then why are you going to bury it? Because I don't like the ending. Yeah, you don't like the ending because you have to dress like Kane because of it. That, and I don't, I don't get where the story goes from there. What do you mean you don't get where the story goes from there? Let's the- talk about the match, All and right. then we'll get to the end. And what many people are calling an early favorite from match of the year, which I wouldn't go that far. I thought Omega and Tanahashi was better. Um, Johnny Gargano defeated Ricochet to become the new NXT North American champion in 23 minutes and 36 seconds. Uh, this match told a great story of Gargano kind of struggling with his inner demons. Like, he, you could tell deep down he wanted to win clean, but in the end he ended up resorting to his uh, dirty friend Tommaso Ciampa's uh, tactics. illegal tactics with uh, exposing the concrete. And man, that that splat when he hit that suplex was like disgusting. That was an impressive splat. You 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 heard how much that hurt. Yeah, but um, some of the spots in this match were absurd. Yeah, I'm not, I liked how they hit everything with how they hit each other with everything they had for a while. It was a really really fast paced like PWG match for a while, and then I slowed down and told the and think it told, told a great story. I'm not sure Ricochet is human. No, he's not. I don't know how he did like that. Aussie Moonsaw, where like he didn't climb the turnbuckles, he like ran up the turnbuckles like he's in the goddamn Matrix. Yeah, no, he's 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 absurd. And then he he's... did like the the top, they did, like the tope con Hilo, like over the turnbuckle. That was wild. He did the, the beautiful Fosberry flop. Yeah, well, he always does that. That's nothing. Yeah. Didn't get the Moonsault super kick spot this team. I don't, I, I don't know. I like that. I, I think that's I think that's more of an Adam Cole thing than a than a. Because the only two times it happened was obviously the I'm first... I'm sorry, you're 5'9", you work on the Indies, you do a super kick. Yeah, Gargano does super kicks, but I think that's like an Adam Cole deal because it happened to Ricochet twice, and the one time it was Adam Cole at TakeOver, and the second time it was Adam Cole and Pete Dunne in an underrated triple threat match on TV. So I think it's more of a Adam Cole thing than a Ricochet spot. Fair they, enough. They did do the, the deal where like... Uh, Gargano goes to the Hurricane Rada, but like Ricochet somehow like does a fucking flip and lands on his feet and walks away like he's fucking cool. Yeah, they 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 redid the fucking yeah the Osprey the Osprey and the Bushi spot. Except the camera is... work was much worse. Yes, you're right. It was. Um, but eventually Gargano got the win with a springboard DDT, which kind of shocked me. Like he, it's a it's a signature move of his, but I've never seen him really beat anybody with it. No, so. that's why I was surprised. I think he did pin Alistair Black with it way back in the beginning of 2018. After, but that was after the Undisputed Era beat the shit out of Alistair Black. But all right, let's get into to the nitty gritty. What what didn't you like about this? I just don't think this furthers Gargano's story. How? I just I don't think he was done with the story he was on, and this changes it. It doesn't change it. At I all. think he, I, it was more linear if he goes all the way to WrestleMania with this, and doesn't win the do. title. He's. But if he didn't win the title, he'd have no. He'd be Johnny Failure again. I just think, well, that, yes, that adds to. No, the, it doesn't because that fuels the fire. He's lost so many takeover matches. If he lost this one, he'd have no credibility, and he couldn't face Ciampa for the title. He'd have no credibility. That's a fair statement. 
but and I he just... didn't want the North American title. He didn't ask for this match. Champa said, "Hey, Champa went to Regal and said, I think Johnny should get a North American title match." Hmm. Champa's playing him. He is hard. Yeah, that's the story. Hmm. I see. You made some good. You made a good point. He's either gonna cost him the title, or they're gonna do title for title. I'm not sure which, but those two are definitely gonna main event Brooklyn, and Johnny's gonna get his big baby face moment. If you say so. Like I think that's pretty obvious where it's going. I don't see anywhere else where it would go. But I do got to say, this has been a two-year storyline, and it's a masterpiece. It is. It's the best storytelling they've done this millennium. I might, I'd go as far as say ever. Like, all right, I wasn't I wasn't alive for Bruno San Martino's seven-year reign. Or Zabisco hiding out in his hedges watching Yeah, it. or Zabisco, like, the, the feud and then uh, breaking his neck and whatnot. But like I guarantee you, the storytelling wasn't on this level because they didn't have weekly. Well, they had weekly TV, but it was regional, and Bruno San Martino was not weekly TV every week. But uh, just the whole story of DIY is crazy. Like they weren't a tag team in the Indies; they literally got thrown together because they're the two independent guys that are just sitting backstage on NXT. They're like, "We need a team for the for the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic." You, the bald guy. You, the the guy with the weird emoji logo. You two are a tag team now. In defense, Chopper did not have that many abs when they were when they were DIY. They, he didn't. He did not have. A, he had very few amount of abs. That's why I said the bald guy and not the ab guy. Now he has a plethora of abs. Yeah, obviously teaming with Johnny has rubbed off on him, because Johnny's always been Johnny's shredded. cut the fuck up too. Yeah, but uh, I'm very I'm very curious to see where this goes, and this I might be reading way too much into this, but uh, I'm not a comic book guy. But I am aware of, uh, they were both, like, Champa had, like, Wolverine-type gear, and Johnny had Dark Phoenix gear, and they're both, like, X-Men characters. And then if you noticed on the back of Johnny tights, Johnny's tights, it didn't say Johnny Takeover. It said, THE Johnny Takeover. And on the back of Champa's tights, it said, THE Champ. So it's just, like, a nice little, nice little touch. That nice makes... little homage. Yeah, and, like... It's like, it's like in every X-Men comic and movie... It's like uh, a nice Wolverine little... fights Magneto. Yeah, yeah. And that's that that could be a very similar story if they really go with it. But it's it. like it's like a nice little like insider deal. Like if you don't understand it, it doesn't mean anything to the storyline and you're not missing anything. But if you do get it, it's a nice little like added bonus. It's an Easter guys. egg. Yeah, exactly. It's an Easter egg. Which um, when wrestling does them, it all usually is amazing. So I don't know, did I change your mind about the booking of this or how, I mean, how would you have booked the story? That's so that's, that's I would have I would have had Ricochet Ricochet uh, win here. And then I would have had Ciampa help Johnny to get it. Maybe just some random episode of television. And and then Ciampa quickly realizes he doesn't want Johnny as a champ and then puts a stop to it quickly. I feel like the, what we, the psychopath we learned with Ciampa is he's not calculated. He'll just rage the fuck out when he wants something. But he is very something. calculated. That's the problem. I, Everything not, he does is calculated. Not long term. Calculator was the wrong. Calculator was the wrong word. But I feel like he, he'd help Johnny and then put a kibosh to it quick, because that would that would be more much more heelish than actually let him believe he was in with them again. Well, that's what's that's what's gonna. I I I die. I mean, I think I would book it that he helped them and then turned quick. I don't know. It's just he couldn't lose again. It would kill his credibility. He's like. He's like w- one in seven in singles takeover matches. Cool. And they're always the best match on the show. Yeah, yeah. He, like Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania, and he never won at WrestleMania. Like Johnny Gargano's Mr. Takeover, and he never wins a takeover. 
He always has the best match, but he always comes up short. And this will be always known as the match that cost me to dress like Kane. So it's gonna to be a little bitter, at least for a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, like you had first pick too. Like when you didn't pick Gargano, I was stunned. I was like, I was shocked. I was fully picking Ricochet the entire time. I was shocked. I was, I don't know. I just, I always figured that's where the story would go, and it's like if you want. If the guy theoretically is going to be the next NXT champion, he has to have some credibility. Like, if Ciampa helped him win the title, he'd have no credibility. That's true. I don't know, but anyway. We'll see where it goes. It was very good. Yeah, match great match. Easily match of the night. Up next. Okay, so this, we got to talk about the, the backdrop about this a little bit. A lot of internet rumors about this one. Uh, so it was Shayna Baszler defending against Bianca Belair in a singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. So on the pre-show, which I did not watch, but I did see the clip, uh, Sam Roberts basically said Bianca Belair is a great athlete and blah, 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 but she's not worthy to be on to have this match on TakeOver, and it's basically a waste of a spot. And, like, my favorite part of it is Pat, McA- is Pat McAfee just looking baffled the whole time. Yeah, he, He's like, he hit him with a wall. Yeah. He's, it was... he, did, he did hit him with a wall. Pat McAfee's an excellent addition to that panel, by the way. He is. He knows his shit, and he's really good at what he does. Yeah. But this was so obviously staged. Yeah, like, and I don't listen to Sam Roberts every week, but I've listened to him. He loves there. he loves Bianca. Yeah, Bell. he says nice, he's had nothing but nice things to say about her, and like, just the awkwardness of it. Like, you knew he was uncomfortable saying it. Yeah, he literally looked like are they really gonna make me say this right before he said? Because it? from what I understand, they they don't they don't usually like script these pre-shows like they usually just like sam who do you think's gonna win and he like gives like an honest analysis and like pat who do you think's gonna win and he gives like an honest analysis but i think it's pretty clear that i don't know if it was triple h or Shawn michaels or william regal or robbie brookside but someone came in his ear and said hey we need we need you to say this to further the storyline tonight and i think the reason why they did that was it was, a, shows, it was a heel versus heel match and I know there's been a lot of debate. We, I know in a, we have a group chat with all the, the, all the Turnbuckle Topic members. And there's a little bit of a debate if uh, Bianca Belair is a heel or not, but I think it's fairly obvious that she's a heel. Uh, where, where do you stand on this? I don't really know. Your I mean, she's a different kind of heel. I don't know what that means. She faces all the baby faces. Yeah, but, the, but that, like, that's where it ends, though. Like She doesn't cheat. She doesn't... It's. I can see where it's, there could be a gray area, but she's absolutely a heel. Yeah, I mean, not all heels cheat. Uh, Braun Strowman was a heel for yeah. a long time. He didn't cheat. He just beat people. Just beat She's just very better. cocky. She's like Miz. No, Miz, Miz, Miz doesn't... In Miz a is, way. Miz's Miz gimmick, Miz gimmick is that he's a shitty wrestler. Like, that's his gimmick. Yeah, Miz didn't change at all, but he went from heel to babyface, if that makes any sense. That, that and character-wise, I think they're similar. I don't think so. Like, I guess, like, yeah, she could, she could switch. She... Like, you can say that about a lot of characters. Like, Braun switched from babyface to heel without changing a thing. That's I mean, true. He cut more goofy promos, but the Miz is cutting more... Miz is cutting the goofiest promos of his life right now. Yeah, they're that just, great. That just tends to happen when you're a babyface. That's true. But, but yeah, she, she was a cocky heel. Yeah, like, her last two feuds were Mia Yim and Nikki Cross. Like, I don't know how, how anyone got babyface out of that. That being said, they did not need to build sympathy for her because everybody loves her anyway. It's 2019. Fans don't give a shit if, about heel and babyface. If they like you, they're going to cheer for you. Like, they cheer for the Undisputed Era, and they're fucking clearly heels. Yeah, so they're any- the most heely people I on Earth. I don't think anyone could debate that one. And, like, people, they, everyone, I love the Undisputed Era. Everyone loves the Undisputed Era. Because it's like, 
it's 2019. We're not going to just, we're going to cheer and boo who we like. So, like, the heel phase dynamic doesn't really matter. But I understand why they would instruct Sam to say this, to try to build sympathy on uh, Bianca Belair. Because, like, to the casual NXT fan, they're just two assholes fighting for a belt. Like, I hope they both lose. But, I don't know. That's just my take. What's your, what's your take on it? Why do you think, why do you think they would, if... I mean, it's not like it was confirmed that it was a work, but I think it's. I think, I it think it's. I don't think it'd be anything else. But so, what what were your what are your take? Why would why do you think they would have this? For the exact reason that you said, it's just, just a little, little sympathy because Shane is like an uber heel. And, Shane is great, and no, Shane is fantastic. But instead of being only a little bit of a heel, they try to build sympathy. So, I get it. So the match itself, I thought they they let Bianca look as good as she could look in a losing effort like she powered out of uh, Shayna's submission attempts three times even after her arm was like hanging off of her body um she got a visual pinfall after the KOD she got like a 10 count but the ref was down yeah you can obviously tell they have big plans for her yeah I think Shayna she lacerated Shayna with her goddamn hair yes she did she is impressively strong yeah uh great division one athlete track and field University of Tennessee uh, she got, oh, Glenn's happy. Glenn, Glenn is probably thrilled. Yeah. She got recruited to the performance center with zero experience in the business. I think she's like two and a half years in at this point, and she's fucking great. It's crazy. Yeah, and she can only go up, so yeah. that's that's good. And she's got like it's not just the in ring part. She's got the natural charisma. She's got she's got the complete. She's package. got hair. She does. Ha- she does have hair. Uh, Which I like the gimmick of the hair. Yeah, it makes her stand out. Like I don't. I don't recall in history another wrestler using their own hair as a weapon, like successfully. Yeah, and believably. Yeah, like I, well, Sonny, but <laughs> all right, but yeah, I mean, obviously, if I looks like if you got whipped by a thing, it would hurt like a son of a bitch, and it fucking broke skin, so it must hurt like a son of a bitch. Yeah, it was gross. Shayna is good. I do have one problem with Shayna nowadays, though. What's that? The f- I don't know what it is. The fucking elbow thing. Where she looks like she dislocates her elbow with her foot. Oh yeah, yeah. That's either got to be a finisher. Or she can't do it at all. I don't think. That's getting that's looks so gnarly. That's picking nits. That's nitpicking. But that's my. I mean, Pete Dunne does the same thing like every match. I mean, his doesn't look as effective because obviously she's just mastered a little better. But like, I think Pete Dunne did it in the Rumble. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, a couple times. Um, so I, I see your but, no, point. It's, 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 it's I nit- definitely see your point. It's just nitpicking, but I I think she's fantastic. So um, yeah, uh, her time her time in NXT is clearly uh, ticking to an end. She'll be in the main roster sooner rather than. I mean, later. she's almost forty, so she needs to get there if she's gonna do something with her. I think they're more waiting on Marina and Jessamine than her because they want to like bring them all up as a package. Because she's clearly ready. She's been ready for... She's, she She was probably ready before she even came to WWE. She's, like, a, just a good pro wrestler. Yeah, she's been doing it for, like, five years in the independent scene. Like, it's not like it's not like Rousey, where she just stepped in the performance center and just did it. Um, she knows what she's doing. She's She has a believable style. Like, she's one of the people where it looks like she's beating the fuck out of you, but she's probably not even really touching you at all. Yeah, which is which the is best what you kind want. of... That's what you the want. best kind of pro wrestling. That's what pro wrestling is supposed to be. It's, yeah. You're supposed to believe that, holy shit, this guy's getting the shit kicked out of him. But in reality, like, he's just... He's going to be light a, as a, a little sore. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I enjoyed that. Then the main event, Tommaso Ciampa, Aleister Black, NXT Championship, 26 minutes and 30 seconds. 
Uh, Tommaso Ciampa is a great heel, man, for, like, everything he does. I love the way that, like, he clutches the title close to his chest when he walks out, almost like he's paranoid. He cocks to it, he kisses um, it. Almost like he's paranoid that he's going to lose it. Uh, he names it Goldie. Not Hashtag not my Goldie. Not your Goldie. But uh, but I do got to say, in, in you saying that, it takes two to tango. No, and, I, and, Alistair and Black's Black, fantastic. And yeah. Black's a great no, baby face. I don't want to take anything away from Alistair Black. He was... He was excellent. Ciampa was excellent in this match. The spots on the outside were excellent where he sat on the table. He said him slipping in the water was funny. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm assuming that was planned, but, like, it was funny. Um, Morrow adds to this shit, too. Yeah. Uh, NXT probably has... Although I really like Kevin Kelly and Don Callis, but Nigel Nigel and uh, Morrow are a great combo, and, like, Percy Watson doesn't add anything. He doesn't really take anything away, either. He's just kind of there. This is taller Byron Saxon. Byron, Byron's better. Byron annoys me more. I think Byron's better. No, because Byron tries to make these cringe comments. Like, Byron Byron acts like a five-year-old. Well, they, they all learn from coach, so. Byron insults my intelligence, and that's, like, what I don't want an announcer. That's true. Like, Percy will say some dumb shit, but, like, he'll never just, like... Like, I remember the one time, like, it was Christmas, and Byron Saxon's like, why can't I wear pajamas out here? Like... <laughs> That's just insulting my intelligence. Yeah, he's, he's a child. That's just insulting my intelligence. He's like, I guess he's actually weird like that, though. Yeah, that's, that's if, what I heard. If you ever, like, watch, if you ever watch the ride-along with uh, Renee, Corey, and I believe another person, uh, Naya. Yeah. And, uh, like, he's, like, I guess he's in love with Naya Jax. Allegedly, him living with his mother is, like, legit. It's, like, not just something Corey says to be an asshole. Well, well I mean, Paul Heyman lived with his mother until he was, like, 40. No, there's, I'm fucking 22 and I live with my mother. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, it's... Yeah, but... Uh, no, yeah, that's legit. Yeah. So I mean, just... I mean, if you're on the road that much, I guess you kind of could, right? Yeah, you're never... You're home, like, two days you're a week home, anyway. Oh, yeah, a day or two a week. You can fucking... I think that's fine. Yeah, I'm... Like, I'm not No, 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 I'm not I'm saying you're good, but, like, I just... I feel like it's easier for them. Because yeah. you're on the road. For but, 300 to 360 days a year. But Percy Watson doesn't really... Saying do anything like that, he's just kind of. I prefer the two man, but if it's gonna be, no, anybody, I, might I, as well, might as well be him. I prefer the two man too, but we're just it's not gonna happen. No, stop. All WWE booths have to be three man booths for some reason, like except for NXT UK. Uh, that is for lack of talent. <coughs> well, Nigel and Vic Joseph, I like they're a good little tandem. I like them as a tandem. Um, even two hundred five live now they added Aiden English, which I guess is good. Yeah, I don't. He, I didn't. I didn't mind his commentary at the Rumble. He didn't really like say anything too egregious. I think he can be good. I think he could be I good mean, too. He's a charismatic guy. If he if he gets the proper training from Cole, apparently and, apparently he's been working with Cole like a lot, like like months man, leading up to this. Cole puts in a lot of fucking work for that company. He does. That's why I respect the fuck out of him. But I mean, and that's why I don't want to be too hard on Byron because like Cole's a, a shitty commentator, but it's not his fault. Like he's told to say these things. Yeah. So maybe Byron is told to go out there and say, "Hey, am I? Why am I wearing pajamas out here?" And maybe like, maybe it's just a big inside joke that he's a fucking goof. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But he, sounds like it's not the one be the first time. He annoys me more than Percy does. That's that's all I'll say. But all right, back to back to the main event. Uh, so once again, the concrete played a big role. Uh, Black's leg got worked over like a motherfucker. And then... The entire match. I like how Ciampa's, like, butterfly face buster is called the fairy tale ending now. Yes, it's excellent. It's a great name. Uh, I don't know. Any 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 thoughts on this match that really hop out to you? So good. I'm trying to... Uh, the, where he just kept hitting... The finish, I loved the finish. Yeah. When he just kept hitting them with the fairy tale ending. Yeah. That was, that was good. He knew what he had to do. He pinned him and then he got the fuck out of there. 
But, I mean, what could you say about two guys of this level of performers that are just would just tear the house down every time they go out? Yeah, no, they're good. Ciampa, Ciampa's, I want to say he's been a surprisingly good NXT champion, but I've enjoyed his reign more than I thought I probably would. And that's a testament I mean, that's to, everybody. That's a testament to his growth and how good of a heel he's become. Uh, I love the fact that in like every match he'll stop and like pat himself on the back and clap for himself. That's great. Love it. He's like the dick broken mat. Yeah. Uh, and then the show ended with Ciampa on the stage and then the, the copyright deal went up. An excellent visual. And I don't know if like their timing is just that good because they're so like good with working with each other. But like Ciampa peered his head at like the exact time as like Johnny started walking out like they either got really lucky or like they know each other like so well they can sense each other's presence because I've he turned his head at the perfect time. Yeah, and he kind of, he saw him coming in. Yeah. As well as being there. Which is it was a great visual to end the show. I do give them and that. And then uh, Johnny gave like the very subliminal look when like Ciampa looked away, he just stared at Ciampa's NXT title. So they're 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 telling you that this isn't over and then of course after the show went off the air, they said uh Velveteen came out, then Adam Cole came out. Then uh, Alistair limped up the mat, uh, limped up the ramp, and then Ricochet came out, and there was a big uh, brawl. So they announced that halftime heat is back at halftime of the Super Bowl at the Performance Center. Uh, it will be the team of Velveteen Dream, Ricochet, and Alistair Black taking on Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and uh, Tommaso Ciampa in halftime heat, man. That's going to be cool. It is. And I had the old, well, they didn't change the logo at all, which is good. During halftime of the Rams-Patriots Super Bowl. Uh, so if you're not a Maroon 5 fan, or Travis Scott or Big Boy, yeah, WWE buried the shit out of Maroon 5. I don't know what Maroon... What the, f- f- yeah, what the, fuck, did, what the fuck did Adam Levine do to Vince? I don't know, but like, in the promo for this I halftime heat... I that to be my name. In the promo for halftime heat, like, they literally said like, why would you want to watch these guys? And like, it flashed on the screen, Maroon 5. I'm like, I was like, what? Yeah, they weren't they weren't subtle at all. No. And Renee's even like, yeah, Maroon 5 sucks. Oh, no shit. <laughs> so I don't know. That's weird. But it's an so, interesting decision. That was Saturday night of 11. So after that, I drank a little. I got up and watched a lot of this, a lot of TV. And it was finally time to start the road to WrestleMania the following day at 5. I'm sure it went so smoothly, right? Yeah, and... Uh, we will get right into the Royal Rumble right after this. So, the Royal Rumble. It was a show. It was a show that took place in a stadium. Phoenix, Arizona. With wrestlers. To, all the way to Tacoma, Philadelphia, Atlanta. Is that even how the song goes? Phoenix, Arizona, all, all the, the way, way to Tacoma, Tacoma Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Atlanta, GA. Yeah, see, I was right. Northern California, where the girls are warm. We're gonna get sued for copyright infringement. I mean, we're singing it. Steve Miller does not know how to use the internet, so <laughs> let's go. I, I saw Steve Miller band. He was old then, and he's old now. I don't even know who sings the song. I just know the song. Steve Miller band, excellent concert. Anybody out there that has a chance to see him, go see him. All right, well, this this uh, event took place at Chase Field. There is a reported attendance of 48,193 folks. In saying that, pretty full. It's pretty full. Uh, so shit gets weird right off the bat with the kickoff show as Bobby Roode and Chad Gable take on Razor and Scott Dawson. Set up by a meeting between Drake Maverick and Vince McMahon. 
Yes, which I wish we would have got to see the meeting. It probably would have been highly entertaining. Who the fuck is this child in my office? So basically, uh, Acom is hurt. Uh, Acom. Acom. And, like, Acom's Razor. Isn't that the name of the shit? Like, isn't that what they're named after? Or Occam's Razor? It's like a pun on something. I, like, I he's a know. legitimate author of pain. No, he's talking not. Yeah, dude, you never heard of, like, it's like a paradox or something. You're going to have to make me look at... Buy me time. Okay, so it started off with the weirdest match in WWE history. So you think. And... Oh, it's Occam's Razor. Uh, still. Occam's but, Razor is the problem-solving principle that essentially states that simpler solutions are more likely to be correct than complex ones. It's like a paradox. Yeah, I like it. That's what they're named after. I like it. I'm, they're, even, they're even cooler now. Pretty Paul was thinking when he thought of them. But, uh... So, there's not really much to talk about in this match, other than Gable uh, hitting the moonsault and pinning. Dude, their tag team finisher is awesome. It's a fucking rude awakening with a moonsault. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Great. But I don't... And then the the rude Gable just won. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get the point of it. Yeah, I don't know. If they're like... Well, maybe it'll go somewhere. I don't know. My assumption is they probably just needed to fill time, and like they couldn't get the Lucha House party because... They were in a match. They couldn't get Kurt Hawkins and Ryder because Hawkins is in the Rumble. Uh, I mean, I guess theoretically any of these guys could have pulled double duty, but like, I guess they just figured Dawson and Razor aren't doing anything tonight. So it's... I mean, this is on TV and they got a paycheck. Yeah. So good for them. Yeah, so it was, it was cool. It was whatever. And then the next match was the first surprise of the night. Yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura took on Rusev for the United States Championship with Lana. Uh match went 10 minutes and 15 seconds and in a shocker nakamura got the u.s championship back this was a decent match yeah it was a fine match but i'm just like i'm more perplexed about this than i am about than i am about ricochet and gargano like this is perplexing booking this is perplexing i don't know where they're going with it but at least they're maybe somewhere i mean my assumption is they just like now this is just a educated guess i'd say they never want to take the title off shinsuke but Christmas Day SmackDown was a taped show, and they wanted to do something to get people to watch. So they had a title change. That's fair enough. Rusev is a very popular guy. That's fair enough. That's just my educated guess. I have no clue if that's the reality or not. But that's very fair. Um, Ali eliminated Nakamura, right? So they could be setting up a feud for the U.S. title. Yeah, now uh, Ali fucking he uh, eliminated Nakamura and Joe. He did, he did eliminate Nakamura. And, and then was eliminated by... Uh, Nia Jax. Nia Jax. Way to t- kill his heat. Yeah, right? What the fuck? <laughs> I feel like you're getting more upset about this than when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, it was weird. But yeah, so basically what happened was uh, Nakamura was, uh, I guess, not, not unscrewing, undoing the turnbuckle, I guess it'd be the, I don't know, loosening, the, removing the turnbuckle pad. and Disposing uh, the corner. And Lana was getting in his face, telling him he's a cheater, which I'm sure he's very concerned. So then, he did not understand what you said. So then Nakamura, like, Nakamura was probably like, me no speak English, so let me go get closer so I can hear you. And then Rusev, like a dumb baby face, charged at Nakamura, who moved, and Rusev went right into his wife, who hurt her ankle. And then uh, Nakamura hit a Kinshasa to the back of the head. A took, stiff one, too. Took him to, took him to CTE City. And Nakamura got the one, two, three, new U.S. champion. And we would see Nakamura later, but that was the last we saw at Rusev. Yeah, 
I mean, it was a decent match for a pre-show. Surprised at the change, but... I did not see the change coming. I have no complaints about it. Not at all. Uh, Knock Knock America was, like, one of my favorite things throughout the year, so... If we got more wacky Nakamura promos, I'm all for it. And No speak English. Or it also could have been maybe he was getting that AEW itch. Yeah. And, and WWE said, well, here's your belt back there, bud. Yeah. Maybe a champion here, pal. Yeah. Champion of America. The land of the free and the home of the burrito. <laughs> I can see Vince thinking the burritos were invented in America. I mean, they technically were. There's pro- there's tight. evidence there's evidence for both things. All right, the f- that was it for the pre-show, the right? T- no, no, there's one more match in the, the pre-show. Hard taco was invented in America. Like Mexicans don't use like hard shells. Yeah, that's fake American shit. Yeah, it is. But uh, speaking of Mexicans, that's a terrible segue. Jesus Calisto. Christ, Kalisto. Speaking of Mexicans, today with Tommy, the Japanese legend. Uh, Kalisto took on Akira Tozawa, Hideo Itami, and Buddy Murphy in a fatal four-way match of the Cruiserweight Great entrance by the Lucha House Party. Oh, I thought you were say great match. I was ready to agree with you. But... Oh, I'm, we'll, get, we'll get there because it was. But I don't know if you were paying attention, but the Lucha House Party had a Fortnite llama and one of the skins that was pretty impressive. I don't play Fortnite. I'm not a cool kid. You know you're not. You're, I... wearing, you're sitting here wearing a Minoru Suzuki, King of the uh, Eyes of the Beast tour, 1995. Damn right. It's a great shirt. Pancreas, but... baby. Pancreas. It almost says pancreas, which is which I, which I would rather it say. You should have named this promotion pancreas. But uh, this match only. was fucking fun. This was. was my first. My father saw the cruiserweights, and he was astonished. He was very perplexed by Buddy Murphy. Like he was like, what's <laughs> my, this? my dad's like, this guy's three ten. He was just like, said, Buddy, Buddy what? Buddy Murphy. I'm like, he, I'm like, Daddy's tapping Alexa Bliss. He's doing all right for himself. And then Corey Graves said, "There's no way Buddy Murphy's under two hundred five." And your dad felt vindicated. He's like, <laughs> "I see." <laughs> but uh, no, this match was awesome. It was we we knew it was gonna be awesome coming in. Yeah, there's a, a lot of great multi-man spots in this match, whether it was power bombs and the hurricane ranas and to a fucking another guy. Uh, we watched this match at like six o'clock. Like yeah, six it was hours so long ago. ago. That was crazy. What what mania went to like midnight? Was it thirty thirty three? Thirty three was really long. Uh, but that's that's what tonight felt like, and that was show was not half as weird as this last one. year was very long. I was there. Jesus. I didn't watch last year's live. I was in Florida. But, uh, no, this was an excellent, I would have put this on, I'm glad there was, I'm glad there was people in the arena for this match. Yeah, they gave them the, they, they gave them the main event I think they're starting. The, I think they're starting to catch on that people, like, actually really like the cruiserweight matches. Well, yeah, because they, they were on the main card of Survivor Series. They, they got bumped to the pre-show on TLC, which was unfortunate. And dude, TLC was so long ago, but that was the last pay-per-view before tonight. Like, they really went like... It, it always gets weird around the big four. Yeah. Well, not, not just that. It's like the beginning of the year because they never have... Like, there's another pay-per-view in like two weeks. Like, now it's getting smushed together. Well, yeah. Well, February is a short, stupid month. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it kind of has to be that way. And and there's a pay-per-view in February and March. There's two more pay-per-views for WrestleMania. Fast, What's in March? Uh, Fastlane. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Elimination Chambers in February. If you, had, if you enter that serial competition, you can win... Tickets to Fastlane. Right, like, not tickets to WrestleMania, not tickets to SummerSlam. Tickets to Fastlane. In Cleveland. In Cleveland. I don't want to disparage Cleveland, but, like... I'll disparage Cleveland. Well, you, you have no problem shitting on the cities. You already know that. Okay. Did you read the story about the Browns that came out? No. Which story? About how insane their fucking owner is. Oh, I did read that, yeah. With a double penetration. Dude. He had a... Oh, what the hell? Uh, he had somebody search up all their social media... 
like reactions, and he, they used they even threw the hashtag DP in there, in there which they thought meant dog pound, but meant double penetration. So I guess there was just severely hardcore porn projected on the wall of the Cleveland Browns headquarters for like six hours one day. Yeah, but that's crazy. What were we talking about before we got into this? Uh, fatal four way. The fatal four way. There was a lot of good spots in this match, like I said. A lot Dude, Murphy of... was hitting B triggers out of nowhere. Was I was. Awesome. He, he was. He was fucking. You can hear them too. He was. Uh, he was. He was on his Kenny Omega. And he had a comic OAA. He stole Obushi's finisher too. Oh, they're coming. They're confirmed. They're not coming. Stop. Could you imagine if Kenny Omega signs with WWE just to feud with Buddy Murphy? It's done. You know what? You know what they did? They did have a Twitter exchange like a few months back where they're like, I'd love to work with each other. Yeah, I mean, Kenny, but, Kenny and anybody would be great. But, but if they brought in Kenny, it would not to be to work with Buddy yeah. Murphy. It'd be to work AJ, maybe. Maybe they brought in Coda. Coda might work with Buddy Murphy. But this was a great... This was a great end to the match and good start into the new show. You agree? Yeah, Hideo ate the pin after a Murphy's Law, which that the name of that move is always awesome. It is tremendous. It's a good move, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's the pre-show. And now let's get weird. Let's get nuts. Let's get weird. Hashtag 2011 Johnny Curtis style. Oh, yeah. The artist currently known as Fandango. I think you mean formerly known as Fandango. No, he's Fandango right now. Yeah, but he's also... Never mind. But, all right, main show. Dude, he has, like, the best shoot name ever, and he doesn't use it. Curtis Hussey. I know, that is fantastic. Awesome. Uh, all right, so the opener. Becky Lynch versus Asuka, or as your father refers to him, Asuka. Um, 12, uh, 17 minutes and 10 seconds, excuse me. The Cruiserweight match was 12 minutes and 5 seconds. Uh, yeah, I was really shocked they had Becky tap out. I was... I mean, it doesn't matter. Quite well, yeah, by, the end, by the end of the night, it did not matter, which yeah. is, which is but, fair. No one's... I mean, if you're going to tap out to anything, tap out to a bridged Oscar lock after a 20-minute match. That's fair. Uh, I like how Becky got her in the Oscar lock, and then Oscar got her in the disarmor, and they are trading each other's moves. There was a sick suplex off the apron that looked like killed both women. Yeah, uh, was it a suplex? Was that? I don't know what it was. It was like a twisting It was like an suplex. execution. It was like a swinging neckbreaker suplex hybrid. It was like an execution. Yeah. Uh, but that looked like it hurt a lot. This, them, Becky was playing a lot of mind games, and I like that because she's incredible. But them taking each other's moves, Becky's man wrestling, this match was really good. I think. Yeah, it was a solid opener. Got the crowd is very into Becky. Extremely into Becky. Yeah. Uh, and Asuka was over quite a bit herself. And, like, I think Oscar got the win, and no one was really upset, because I think everyone kind of figured, like, hey, Becky's going to be in the Rumble. Yeah, everybody knew. Yeah, so. Which kind of sucks for one reason, but kind of good for another one. Well, I thought they did a good job teasing it, because, like, I know a lot of people thought when 28 hit, Lana's musical play, they don't just stop, and Becky's musical play, but Lana actually walked out, and, like, actually number 29 came in, Nia Jax, where Becky even came out, and Lana's, like, still limping down the ramp, and Nia Jax just passes her. Then eventually Becky finally comes out. So I think they did a good job teasing it and like not and like planning the seeds of doubt. Like what? They're really not gonna do it. Yeah, it was you know, good. When our group text, Linz was convinced that it wasn't gonna happen at one point. Which but. I told her to calm down. You did. You did. And but yeah, this this was good. Good match. Good opener. It was a good opener. Can't complain. Right place in the card too. Yeah, especially with what would come later. Next, we had the world's greatest tag team. World's best tag team. World's best tag team. The best tag team in the world. Best tag team in the world. World's greatest tag versus, team. World's greatest tag team should be their first feud. Versus the people that not only set the bar, but are the bar. They are the bar. 
And you know what? I like this. This was fun. Did you did you see did you take a closer inspection of uh Seamus and Cesaro's gear? No. So on the back of it, it said the bar, and I get one Cesaro says Cesaro and Seamus says Seamus. Then it was the infinity gauntlet doing like the bar like thumb out pose. Fucking awesome. It was great. Uh I think they think they have pictures on their Instagrams. Go look at it. It was it's really cool gear. Uh or maybe I saw it on Twitter. I mean I saw it on WWE's Twitter. I saw it somewhere. It's somewhere. Uh yeah, this was a strange match. Uh, I was very disappointed we didn't get to see Shane and Miz's like weird coat thing and headband and glasses. And I was very excited for their gear. Don't even be let down. Yeah, instead Miz wore the jersey, uh, and I think his said Miz O'Mac. It did. Which is Miz's weird. dad got some fucking screen time in this. Match. Miz's dad got a lot of screen time. Like once they won, they stayed at the shot of like those three standing together for like a good two minutes. I would not be opposed to Miz's dad managing them. I think this was not the original plan. I think they had they had a plan to blow up here, but they they realized oh these guys are actually kind of good together, and they kept it though they saved the breakup. I think this <clears throat> I think this is the original plan because if they just if they formed and then like broke up two weeks later no one would give a shit like now, I suspect they'll probably like have a falling out probably around like around late lane. late February early March, and like. People probably still won't care, but there's a chance they'll care more than they would have if they if it happened already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. When I saw Shane attempt the shooting star, I got scared. He does nice. Uh, he he, he did, gets high, but that's that's the scary part. Like he just like he like does he goes up and he like does a, the flip and then it just falls. it always looks like he's gonna under rotate, but he always just gets it somehow. Uh, see, I wasn't really like. It wasn't really, like, a lot to talk about. Like, Sheamus and Cesaro got the heat on Shane forever. And then Miz finally, like... I don't even think Miz got a tag. He just, like, came in illegally and made the comeback. Mm-hmm. And uh, he pushed uh, he pushed Shane out of the way, so Cesaro ate a broad kick instead. Then he had the skull-crushing finale. Then, uh... He, out of nowhere, which is a hard move to hit out of nowhere. Yeah. Then Shane hit the shooting star. I almost said 450. Jesus. Then Shane hit the shooting star, and... Uh oh! I didn't even. I forgot to mention my fucking favorite part of the match. What happened? How? When did Shane bust his fucking head? What oh, happened? he was going for coast to coast. Yes, and, and Cesaro caught him in the swing, and he just dropped him on the mat. And Shane is busted. Dude, Shane is being swung, and he's holding his head with one arm as his other arm is just like limp. It was fucking hysterical. It was a good visual. Like I'm still not sure that he's not concussed. Well, he's concussed. He's always concussed. Uh, but they won and good for them. I think they're really funny. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really a fan of them making the SmackDown tag division a joke, but they it's clear they don't give about their they don't give a shit about their tag division. So you know what? I'm not gonna give a shit about their tag division either. So if they want to do that through the belts, whatever. True. Yeah. So uh, that's the best the best tag team in the world, I guess, are now the best tag team on SmackDown for sure. Absolutely. Uh yeah, so moving on. Strap say it. Next was Ronda Rousey defending against Sasha Banks. Um, spent thirteen minutes and fifty five seconds, and it was like it's a very fast paced match. Uh, they kept Ronda moving. Yeah, uh, Ronda went for three amigos, hit two of them before Sasha countered, and like she rolled the hips very nicely. Like it was. She did. She got the legs up and then rolled it very, very nicely. Executed. The process is very important. Yeah, she always trusted, I guess. Um, Ooh, yeah, high fives! No, he high fived me for the Sixers. I did not. He did, but uh, he did the old uh, 
Los Guerreros where the ref when you pay attention they're like fake the tag. So <laughs> Good reference. Fake the tag. Um Yeah, Sasha was in like Tope Suicida is like crazy. Uh, she didn't die on this year. She didn't, which is always a positive. She held herself really well in that match. She did. Uh, she, you could tell, like, she could tell she was wrestling that she had something, like, she had something to prove. Uh, she's been very vocal lately about her character, and I know she says she wants to go and work some of the indies that like WWE's partner she has a partnership with, which which won't happen, but maybe rightfully won't happen, but um. Then eventually, Ronda got the win with, what is it called now? Piper's Pit? Piper's Pit. It's like her weird judo slam that she's been good doing. Good name, I mean, but... Is I, it? Is it a good name? It's better than some. I don't think it's a good name. Like, I get that, like, her whole act is a tribute to Roddy, but, like, Piper's Pit has nothing to do with her at all. That's true. Like... But I think just picking You could name it the Tilted Kilt. Wouldn't that be such a better name? Yeah, I would. Uh, or... But this match was excellent. We it's it, fine. It's we it's all we all we all knew it was gonna happen going in, so we just had to enjoy the match. Like I said, if there's a better chance of me waking up tomorrow six foot five, which is eleven inches taller than I am in real life, than there is of Ronda not walking into WrestleMania with that belt. Yeah, no, then it's the right move too. It's not like it's the wrong one. I keep saying that, hoping I'll wake up and be 6'5 tomorrow, but it, ha- <laughs> it hasn't worked so far. Uh, keep trying. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll go for it. But then after the match, there was like, it was weird, like, Ronda tried showing her respect, then Sasha left, but then Sasha kind of waited there, then Ronda caught up with her, then Sasha flashed the four and left again. And uh, yeah, They're teasing this, this four for the worst horsewoman matches. Yeah, it's coming at some point in 2019. I'd say probably Survivor Series, just because that's... They that's, get Duke and That's Shafir when I can ready. see them being ready for, like, the big stage. Mm-hmm. Um... Up next, SmackDown Women's Royal Rumble. Not SmackDown Women's Royal Rumble, just the Women's Royal Rumble. Jesus. It went one hour and 12 minutes even. Uh, Long goddamn match. So Lacey Evans and Natalia started it, and Lacey Evans' theme song is like my guilty pleasure. It is. It's fantastic. Uh, Then Mandy Rose came in, and we're not going to break this down person by person, but do you have any initial thoughts? I like how they kept it. I like how they kept it... uh, they kept it uh, and more NXT instead of Legends. Yeah, uh, which was there was zero Legends. There a none. lot of guys shines. They had the girl from American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, and Mrs. Ricochet and uh, Necky, of course. Necky, Necky wants to play. She's awesome, and uh, no, this was good. I thought there there are two for two women's rumbles now. I thought the I thought the final three were the right final three for there to be. I mean, after Becky entered the match after Lana's. After Lana's uh, ankle situation, uh, everybody knew she was winning. The, the, the crowd started swelling for Becky before that happened because they knew it was coming because it got a little late in the match. So in my personal opinion, the first half of this match absolutely sucked. Oh, it was terrible. Uh, there was nothing going on. But the second half saved second it. half was good. second half was very good. So let's just go over some of the, the surprise entrances, I guess. Zia Lee came in at number 11. Uh, Kyrie Sane came in at number 14. Maria Kanellis came in at number 15. <laughs> Candice LeRae came in at number 17. Casey Catanzaro came in at number 19. Io Shirai came in at 23. Rhea Ripley came in at 24. And yeah, those are those are the big surprises. Uh, like you said, no legends, all NXT, NXT UK guys. And I guess uh, Maria's listed as being on the 205 Live roster, which... Oh, is hilarious. 
I mean, she's probably, if I had to guess, she's probably under 205 pounds, so she yeah. qualifies. She, she, I agree completely. So, uh, Natalia and Ember Moon run for a long-ass time. They came in at number two and number six, respectively. Uh, I don't have the exact, I do have the exact times everyone lasted. So, Natalia lasted 55 minutes and 58 seconds, which makes her the Iron Woman. And Ember Moon had a respectable 53.18. And Liv Morgan had the short time with eight seconds. Surprised she, it was even that. Uh, she came in, sprinted at Natalia, and got chucked over the top rope, basically. Uh, let's see, any other really impressive? Those are the only times they have. They only have those. And uh, Lacey Evans, 29.21. That's a, Good for her. That's a decent first impression on the main roster. Yeah, she did well, too. So I guess we should talk about Becky coming in. So what happened was, as we discussed earlier, Lana was injured in the uh, pre-show match with Nakamura and Rusev. So they hit Lana's bop of a, th- of a song, which I'm very glad we still got to hear. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. It's a great song. So she limps out. Like, all the trainers are with her. Fit Finley's with her. And they're like, no, you can't go. Don't go. Don't go. Then Fit Finley just opens the gates. So uh, she's just sitting there all sad, trying to go fight. And then number 29 comes out. It's Nia Jax. Nia kind of looks at her and just laughs and keeps walking. And then all of a sudden, Becky Lynch walks out and says, I want to take her place. I want to take her place. And Fit Finley clears it. Fit Finley says... Yeah, it's not his decision, but he cleared it anyway. Well, maybe because they're both Irish or some kind of like, maybe Fit Finley's in charge of all the Irish talent. I don't know. There's a bond there. We should also mention that uh, there was a Hornswoggle was involved in this match. Oh, this was excellent. Selena Vega was doing her hide under the ring gimmick, and she popped out to laugh at somebody, <laughs> and Swoggle was just in the background, also underneath the ring. They chased her around for a little bit. It's the human thunderball. I would just roll if I was him. So there are rumors all, like, I was seeing rumors all week, like, Kenny Omega spotted in Phoenix. Hulk Hogan spotted in Phoenix. One of the ones I did see was Hornswoggle spotted in Phoenix. But I blew it off. I'm like, Hornswoggle spotted in Phoenix for what? And by God, it was the only one that was, like, right. The Women's Royal Rumble. <laughs> Which is... Well, that was a fun spot. Yeah, it was a fun spot, and then, like... It wasn't insulting to the women. Like it no, didn't, it, it was didn't just, take anything away from the match. It was. It, I thought it was very good, to be and, honest with you. Uh, Dylan from Wisconsin chased her to the back. <laughs> he should just roll like one of those bugs. Uh, but any uh, Naomi had like a creative elimination avoidance where she basically uh, did the deal where she walks on the barricade, then leaps to the steps. But after she leaped on the steps, Mandy Rose, who's already eliminated, yanked her off. Yeah, what a bitch. She was already eliminated. Yeah. Uh, so it came down to Charlotte and uh, Becky, and uh, they duked it out. Had a nice little sequence. Becky did a deal towards the end of the match where like her knee got quote unquote tweaked, uh, but she overcame the odds and won the match. So, what are your thoughts on this Women's Royal Rumble? Like I said, I thought thought the first half sucked, was boring, nothing going on. Second half was great. I think uh, Casey Can- Casey Cantanzaro had a nice showcase. She had creative uh, elimination avoidance where she like crawled up the the ring post. It's kind of like hard to describe, but uh, thought Rhea Ripley had a nice little showcase. She did for how little time she was in there. Uh, but she did very well. Io got to do her fantastic moonsault, which is always welcomed. One of the best in the business. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much. That's pretty much what I got to say. Anything else you want to add? Oh, Alexa Bliss made a return to the ring, and she was immediately tested by getting multiple Jesus. blows to the she head. She got kicked, buckle bomb. She was ready to be tested. Yeah, and uh, but no, it's nice having her back. Yeah, absolutely. She was a welcomed addition back to the roster. I wouldn't have announced it, but uh, 
I wouldn't have either, but like it really didn't take anything away from it. I no, thought, it didn't. I thought they still had enough surprises that like it was cool. It mm-hmm. was fine. Um, see, any other thoughts before we move on? No, they're two for two on women's rumbles. I liked it. Daniel Bryan defends the WWE Championship against AJ Styles. This went 24 minutes and 35 seconds. Now things seconds. get weird. Yeah, things get weird. Uh, so full disclosure, the smash kind of lost my attention probably about halfway through. Uh, and then really didn't regain my attention until the fucking Vintner walked out. Yeah, that was something. That was awesome. So I think they could be very hilarious together. I mean, there was this... You can't really talk about the match because it's just their normal Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles yeah, spots. Like it, by by all means, it wasn't a bad match, but like no, it wasn't. People were loving it online. It's it's not something I'd like rave about. And like when I talk to my friends tomorrow, I'm not gonna be like you have to go back and watch a Daniel Bryan AJ Styles match. No, correct. Although I probably will tell them they have to go back and watch it just for the ending. Just for the Vintner. Yeah, because that's I still don't know what's going on. No, I mean I can't wait for Tuesday to find out. Yeah. So basically what happened was uh, referee gets bumped. AJ Styles hits the Styles Clash. It's a clean visual pin. Should be the new WWE champion. But the Vintner emerges. <laughs> and he gives AJ like a claw choke slam. I get him in like a claw. But he slammed him to the mat. So, And that was enough to keep AJ Styles down for the, can- the count. A claw slam from the Vintner. The Vintner. I can't believe he was there. I can't believe, I- Dude, I can't believe he was there either. Although I did see a tweet that was like, if if he's here to help Daniel Bryan because the climate change is negative, negatively affecting his uh, vineyard, it would be hilarious. Dude, I hope that's... Dude, if they go that route... I mean, I think I think they could be really funny together. They got his first name back. He did. He In the Bludgeon Brothers, he was just Rowan. Now he's Eric Rowan again. Unless they're kind of like a non-culty Wyatt family. Brady's just a hipster that wears sweaters and glasses. So uh, where, does that, where does that leave Harper? I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess we'll find out. I mean... I think he'd be more likely to be in it than out on the outside of it. Well, I know uh, Harper's still not cleared, but Rowan is. So maybe what the fuck happened to Harper? He broke his wrist, I think. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. Yeah, that's why he hasn't been. Because he's working at NXT loops and he broke his wrist. Oh, I never. I didn't know he got hurt. Yeah. So I guess he just figured Rowan's back. Might as well do something with him. And Harper isn't ready yet. So when he is, it'll be whatever. But yeah, that was. That was. Uh, the WWE Championship match. I don't really know what else to say about it. This is where things started getting weird. Yeah, so up next, uh, Finn Balor against Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship of the Universe. I almost universe. Said, I almost said Universal Championship of the World, but it's the Universal Championship. It's, it's, it's beyond not, that. It's beyond. It's bigger, it's, bigger it's, than the world. It's galaxies. It's a whole bunch of things. The Milky Ways. Uh, All the Milky Ways and Nebulas. Yeah. So this went 8 minutes and 40 seconds, and... I saw a lot of negative reaction to this online. I saw, like, oh, Finn lost too quickly, but I liked it. Uh, no, I liked it, too. He got a lot of offense in. Finn went right for the diverticulitis. Oh, uh, yeah. He focused on Brock Lesnar's lower abdo- abdominals. The tide kind of turned when uh, Brock tried exposing the announce table, but Daniel Bryan, not Daniel Bryan, Finn Balor ended him in the corner twice, the corner of the announce table, that is. And then he hit a bunch of shotgun drop kicks, a bunch of flying forearms. Uh, he had a standing double foot stomp. He had a springboard double foot stomp to the back. He finally goes up, hits the big coup de gras, gets a near fall. Lesnar goes for an F5, reverses it into a DDT, another near fall. Then, like, uh, Finn Balor just kind of nonchalantly walks over, gets caught in a Kimura, and struggles for about, I'd say, a minute, and then finally taps. And, you know, I liked it. 
I think we all knew that Finn had zero chance of winning, and they didn't make him look like a geek, but they're about to make him look like a geek because after the match, Brock Lesnar just beat the hell out of him. Yeah, I mean, we'll see where that goes, but... I'll tell you where it goes. It goes nowhere. I mean, Finn, Finn isn't like, going to get a rematch. Finn looked like a million bucks on this on this match. He did. He looked good for Lesnar, most of it. Lesnar will sell for anybody when he wants to. Yeah, if Lesnar like wants to have a good match and make somebody look good, he can. Oh, yeah. He likes those little guy matches, too. Yeah. So that was that. Uh, all in all, I enjoyed it. But uh, finally, the Men's Royal Rumble. 57 minutes, 35 seconds. We start out with Elias... And fucking Jeff Jarrett. Uh, they teased they would sing together. Then Elias ended up smashing a guitar over his back and tossing him over the top rope. Uh, then Nakamura came in. And Kurt Angle came in. So a lot of uh, surprise entrances in this one. So I'll just run through them real quick. We had Jeff Jarrett, Kurt Angle, Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunne, Aleister Black, I guess Nia Jax is a surprise entrance. Dolph Ziggler is a surprise entrance. Um, yeah, this one was interesting, man. Uh, it was the weirdest Royal Rumble. Yeah. Was, Back in April, they had the greatest Royal Rumble. I was going to say, I was going to say, is that... Now they had the weirdest Royal Rumble. It seemed all very rushed. It did. It was, like you said, I can't remember the last time a Royal Rumble went, went under an hour. I think last time it went under an hour would be 1995, because they had like 45-second intervals, because Shawn Michaels, they go from number one all the way to the end. And, like, they always brag about how Shawn Michaels went coast-to-coast, but, like, the total match time was, like, 45 minutes, so, like, it wasn't really even that long. That's incredible. Uh, But who got a lot of shine in this? Mustafa Ali had some high-profile eliminations. He eliminated uh, Nakamura and Samoa Joe. Uh, Samoa Joe looked good for a while. He tossed out Big E. Uh, He tossed out Kurt Hawkins. Uh, He tossed out No Way Jose after, like, a second. Yeah, he might have broke the record. Uh, let's see. They don't have official time for Ho- No Way Jose. They have, like, the time to the most random people. I got a time for Jinder. He lasted 38 seconds. Uh, the Jinder. Elias lasted 15.08. Jeff Jarrett lasted a minute 18. Biggie lasted 7.16. Joe lasted 24.05. That's long Ty- for a big man like him. Titus O'Neil lasted a minute 11. And that's all I got a time on. I don't got a time on anyone else. That's a weird group of people to have a time on. Yeah, well, I guess it's just whoever's editing, updating the website is getting them as they go along. No, that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah, like we're only like an hour removed from the pay-per-view as we're going Which is this. incredible because I feel like I started the pay-per-view two days ago. Yeah, for, for, for sure. But uh, Gargano came in and he eliminated Jinder. He had a nice little showing. Um, that was his sole elimination, but he he lasted a long time. Like I said, I don't have an exact time on him, but he was probably over 10 minutes, probably close to 15 minutes, I'd say. Yeah, he was in there for a while. Um, Kofi Kingston had not one, but two uh, saves. What was the first one? He, like, rolled over. Yeah, the first one, he, like, rolled on the electronic LED, like, apron all the way to the steps. And the second one, he got dumped over the top rope just as Xavier Woods was coming out, and, like... They made, like, a superhuman where, like, Kofi's feet somehow didn't touch the ground because, like, Xavier was, like, holding his legs. And, like, then they got back in and immediately got clotheslined over the top rope. So. It's usually how it happens with those things. Yeah. Like, you said, you said, like, oh, Kofi always makes a spectacular save and gets immediately eliminated. And after he made the first save, he lasts, like, seven more minutes. And I was ready to, like, I was ready to say something. You're ready to alert the presses. And I'm, I'm glad I didn't say anything because then he made a second spectacular save and then immediately got bounced. Oh, yeah. 
So Kurt Hawkins, uh, he didn't end the streak, but he got an elimination. He he eliminated Titus O'Neil as Kurt Hawkins tried to hide under the ring. Titus was extra careful when he came out not to slide. He said grace and shit, which is funny. He did. Uh, but then Kurt Hawkins is peeking out from under the ring as Titus approached. And so he chased Kurt Hawkins around, and then Kurt Hawkins like pulled the top rope down, and Titus did like a fly. Titus did what Sam, Sam Mook tried doing, except he didn't almost break his neck doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. He, he did tried the, to go right over. He did the flying cross over the top rope, so. Um, what else did I see in this Royal Rumble? Hmm? What else stood out to you in this Royal Rumble match? Oh, Nia fucking Jax? <laughs> okay, so we're going to jump there already. Um, oh, you know what, know what I liked? When uh, Drew McIntyre came out and just like assaulted the entire Congo line. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah. He hit, he had a Claymore for everybody when he, he got in the ring. Everyone was eating these Claymores. Um, anything else to mention? Uh, Aleister Black had a big elimination. Uh he eliminated Dean Ambrose. Yeah, like really easily. Yeah, it was a black mass, and then Ambrose went right over the top rope. Yeah, random. He it's somehow amazing where he can get kicked so hard you go over the rope. Yeah, you know those are all Rumble finishers, man. Oh yeah. Um, then Drew got eliminated by Dolph. That was really weird. Quickly, like first. Uh... And Dolph trolled the hell out of everybody. He told everyone he's taking a hiatus from WWE and he wouldn't be at the Rumble. But uh, he's he like you said, he's the greatest worker of all time. Yeah. He's um, works. Andrade got some shine. He was he made it to the final four, um, final five. I think Ziggler he lasted fifth, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Ziggler lasted one more person longer than him. Yeah, Braun Strowman got rid of Andrade, but Andrade had a decent showing. He had an elimination. Uh, when, oh yeah, he had, uh, he did really good in that rumble. Yeah, he had a, he had a showing that we probably could expect. And he he uh he eliminated uh Randy Orton, which is like a high profile elimination. So maybe that will set up a mini feud with them. I'll even know they're both heels. Oh, I would take that. Um, so yeah, let's just get to number thirty. So it's supposed to be our truth, but I think everyone in America that like understands wrestling knew that like they wouldn't let our truth be number thirty with like guys like uh, Dolph Ziggler, Braun Strowman, uh, Seth Rollins, who's in his piece of shit Bears gear, uh, <laughs> Randy Orton. Rey Mysterio, Jeff Hardy, Shelton Benjamin, all these Shelton Benjamin, geez, I put I, I gave him a nice ego boost. But all these high profile guys, like, alright, our truth isn't gonna be number thirty. So he comes out, he starts doing his rap, and I knew when he was just standing by the stage doing his rap, I'm like, alright, who's gonna jump him? A shadowy figure emerges and then like as soon as they get to the light, it's Nia Jax. Yeah, very unmistakable giant figure. Yeah. But like it was unmistakable, but it was like mistakable because I didn't, I couldn't believe I was seeing it. Like <laughs> they say, seeing is believing, and I saw it, and I still didn't believe it. No, absolutely. No, uh, it, it was. I was thinking what I wanted to say, but uh, this was the weirdest thing that ever happened. So WWE had no apparently had no problem with violence towards women on this night because. But the thing is, though, like I would not have minded this if it wasn't at number thirty. Like, I mean, China had her moment, Beth had her moment, Karma had her moment. This is, and then she, Naya fits in that, uh, in that, uh, genre, if we're going to say that. But, uh, it's just, it that's was just so fair, weird. That's fair, but those guys never assaulted another competitor to get their moment. You know what I no, mean? No, that's true. 
And like, yeah, well, I mean, she our, got our hers. Truth, our truth is never gonna be a main eventer. No, just, that's what he's there so for, like, or shit like that. But. Yeah, so it's not gonna hurt him in the end. But it's just like I couldn't believe it. I no, I, I we sat here in astonishment for like twenty minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, she ate an RKO. She had a super kick. She had a six one nine and an RKO. Yeah, so I don't know what the fuck that was about. And then uh, she eliminated Mustafa, and all you see is Orton behind her getting ready. She did. She did eliminate Mustafa, which is weird. Yeah, it kills his push real hard. Um, yeah, probably. Oh, you want, you want to know something I noticed in this Rumble? What did you notice in this Rumble? Corbin is the greatest heat getter of all time. Yes, he is. He he, he decided to throw out Aleister Black just to get people to hate him. Yeah. It's just fucking Corbin. The constable. Dressed like a waiter. He is. He, he dresses like he serves at fucking Jones's downtown. So, yeah, uh... Seth Rollins got taken out by the almighty Bobby Lashley after eliminating him in mere seconds. I think he slipped. Yeah. He didn't look like he was supposed to go out at that exact moment. Um, But he put Rollins through a table and stuff, and then Rollins is kind of never seen for a while, and then finally comes back at the end. In a stupid bag of bears gear. It come, yeah, we can't mention that part enough. Yeah. Uh, then it comes down to Rollins and Braun at the end. Uh they, I thought they were going to do the literal Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit Big Show spot. That's what I was like, looking. He was pulling he him down. He him over the top. And he got him on the apron. But then he super kicked him and hit him with a curb stomp on the apron. Braun fell to the floor. And Rollins won the 2019 Royal Rumble. So Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins are to going the to the astonishment of all of us, you know. So uh, I don't know. I can't call this a good show. It wasn't a bad show. But I can't, I, I can't give it a thumbs up. It's thumbs in the middle for me. Oh, yeah. It was not a bad show by any means. So, uh. I just, there's, there's good, and I'm not even sure there's, like, many that, but I liked some of this show. I thought Finn and Brock was great. It was, until, I just don't understand why you had to beat him down after the match. No, no, I get that. The match itself was the good. The match said the 8 minutes and 40 seconds from Bell to Bell was fantastic. Anyone who says otherwise just, like, either has unrealistic expectations or is just biased. Adam uh, Pachidi, a cultaholic, said it great. He goes, Brock was never winning this, or, Brock, or Finn was never winning this no. match. And but saying that, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was great, and and you know what? I mean, I this, bought the near fall. I bought the near fall in the coup de gras. I'm like, maybe they would. Brock is so goddamn good when he wants to be. Yeah, that it's it's almost sickening that it, the much we can get if he wanted to do that every Monday or every every even even every once a Sunday a month. All right. So in conclusion, what's your uh, final overarching thoughts on Royal Rumble 2019? C C plus B minus show. Oh, yeah, I'm probably going. I'm probably going more towards the C. It was C. It's just the first half of the women's rumble sucked. It wasn't a great men's rumble. I'm probably I'll, I'll have to watch it back before I give it like proper, proper, proper judgment. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't condemn it now because that was a lot of wrestling to watch. Yeah, it was like that was uh, seven hours. Yeah, and it, like it's and then now it's another one, another hour and a half. Yeah. So, all right, that's that's our thoughts on Royal Rumble 2019. Um. We'll be back next week with something. I have no clue what. We'll write one up. Because you lost our schedule on your computer. But, I did. Uh, we'll have to figure something out. So, yeah, uh, we'll be right back to wrap things up right after this. This week's Came Fact of the Week, brought to you by Jacobs for General Manager, is Kane was in... The Royal Rumble has three different characters. Kane, Dr. Isaac Yankin, DDS, and the fake Diesel. He's going to get a fourth, too.
Yeah. He's gonna be, he's gonna be the new gold dust. Yeah, the new gold dust. So that's our show for the week. Hope you enjoyed the rumble, or at least someone understood it. Uh, we sure as hell didn't. Follow us at Champions Pod. Uh, listen here every Tuesday, everywhere you can find podcasts. But you already know that. Uh, and uh, tweet what Mike should have to do when he's dre- when he dresses yes. Kane with the hashtag Kane Punishment. Best, Please be gentle. Best suggestion gets uh, five bucks from my personal Venmo and account. ten bucks from me. I'm not paying them. Shut up. I'll pay them. But uh, follow us at Champions Pod. Follow TT for you. Listen to Ronna Lynn's on the rundown every other Thursday. Follow Old School Pants. Uh, that's the man of a thousand and four voices. Chris Pinero uh, with the Bearded Impact podcast. And make sure you follow Primetime, our new uh, family member. So you, you all have a wonderful night and happy February. Yeah, happy February. Peace, bitches. Spin. The stylings of the road dog Jesse James to serenade us on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon. He was a great singer. He got it done. He did no, like the uh, Jared even said, like he was an excellent singer, like yeah. a, like, and that that's cool. Yeah, that's the roadie. The roadie made a return last Monday. The roadie did make a return last Monday, and uh, Renee Young didn't know the lyrics, which was that awesome. Was, that was awesome. Corey exposed her. He did. Well, for road dog exposed her by putting a mic up to her face, and then Corey Corey made it abundantly clear that she did not know the lyrics. <laughs> but that's all right. Well, it's been quite the week in wrestling. It has been. It's been quite the week indeed, and uh, this week we will bring you our top ten things. That we would like to see happen on the road to WrestleMania as that is officially kicked off. Yeah, we made a right turn. We are strictly on a straightaway to WrestleMania. We're not in the fast lane yet. We don't no, get, we don't get in the fast, fast lane until March. And, and then we might hit a roadblock. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. They're funny pay-per-view names. Oh, they're so bad. Why? Yeah, why? I can, why I can deal go... with some of them, but like roadblock end of the line was the worst thing I've ever heard. Especially since it was in December. You know when they have a paper? You know when they have a pay per view called Great Balls of Fire, and it's like the fifth least corny pay per view over the last five years. Oh yeah, the Capital Punishment was really cringy. Uh, um, what else? I'm sure there's been some. There used to be one in the summer. What was it? Not, not uh, Cyber Sunday was awful. Battleground. Battleground, not the worst though. Battleground's pretty bad. Backlash. I like Backlash. So do I. Backlash makes sense because it's right after WrestleMania. It's the yeah. Backlash. Makes sense. Um, trying to think. December to Dismember. Oh, Jesus. That that wasn't necessarily a bad name. That was just a bad show. Because, um, like, I can't think of a more ECW name for a pay-per-view. It's like, that's, that's, yeah. that's ECW. It's gritty. Before. Ah, it is gritty. It is indeed gritty. So... So, after Raw Monday, because it was very weird Monday, I watched Raw, and I'm like, this is the fucking Dean Ambrose I've been looking for, because he was great in that opening statement, in opening segment. Yeah. Do you agree? Because he was awesome. No, he was great, yeah. And you had to ask your father-in-law. That was, that was cool. That was an awful Dean Ambrose. I'm an awful person. That's, you said it, not me. But, uh, so yeah, apparently, 
Double Dean is leaving the company after WrestleMania. Yeah, and uh, we will get into all that and more right after a word from our great sponsor. <laughs> 